Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You said Kaminga and Pajemski. That's already been answered. They're rotational pieces. Right. I would sort of respond to that by saying, aren't you looking for Kaminga to be more than that? Like that's, and I think that's a big question. A big part of the question is when you get to the end of the year, because you're right, Kaminga's not, they don't want him to go anywhere. Right. And he's popped, and, and, and this is very interesting, and, and he's athletic and talented, and he's all the things you were hoping that he would develop into being. So is he a rotational piece? Or does he get some focus? In other words, are we starting to plan around him? Is this a starter who we're thinking, let's get our 22 points a night from you, and Steph's going to give us our 28 points a night, so there's 50, and then let's go Let's go from there. Like, is Kaminga the two and a centerpiece? Not a rotational piece, a centerpiece. Yeah, I think you... You want him to be your three or your four if you're a really good team. If you're a team that fancies itself as being championship caliber, I don't think that Kaminga is ready to be your second best player. And if he's your second best player, you're probably not a championship team. Second best scorer? Yeah, I don't think that... That's, even, not, that's not necessarily second best player. Right. I Second best scorer, I still think you need another guy to score that much. And I don't know if you can... Look at Kaminga and say, yeah, 22 a night next year. That's a gigantic leap to me. I think he's made kind of close steady to, progress. That's what he's been doing for the last month and a half. Right, no? last month and a half. He's yeah. been up there, but that's you know, you're know you asking him to do that over the, the course of a whole season. And I guess it's a little skewed because this team scores a ton of points. And defensively, Kaminga is still learning in many ways. But I'm more interested in the other players on the roster and how they're going to fit in. Because I think Kaminga, he's going to be a starter. And yes, when I say rotational piece, I mean he's one of the core guys on your team. And so is Pajemski. And so is Steph. And so is Draymond. Outside of that, you've got questions about just about everybody. Different questions based on the player. He averaged 20 and a half in January. Okay. 19 in February. Good. So, so far, yeah. Put, those, put, put the, the calendar 2024 year together, you're looking at someone who's averaged about 20 a night. Yeah. So I don't think it's crazy. No. It's not crazy to ask him to be a 20-plus point-per-game guy next year, right? Especially if, like, 
you come in and, and you know, like, yeah, you're getting your 30 minutes. Yeah. You're getting your 30 minutes. You're going to be a big part of our plan. I, I, I think that, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, in an ideal world, sure, he is your third. I, th- I do think that's ideal. Um, but I also, I, I think you want to come out of this year with the knowledge that that's someone we can look to every night for a, a, a consistent sort of like we feel it type of a performance night in and night out. That's what you want Jonathan Kaminga to be at the end of this year. Yeah, and I think you've seen, like you cited over the last couple of months, he's become that. So for me, there's no no real mystery as to whether or not he can be that player going into next year. I'm more interested in Clay Thompson and can he come back and fit in this new role that it seems like he is being asked to, to play, which is not necessarily a starter, not necessarily your, your second leading scorer anymore. Can Clay come back and do that? Will he want to play for that amount of money? What do you do with GP2? What do you do with Looney, whose deal is only partly guaranteed for next year? Is Wiggins a guy who you still want to have a part of your rotation? For me, there are many other questions. The Kaminga question to me has mostly been answered. The way he's played the last couple of months, he's a dude. Yeah. I, I, I think even the way you're talking this out sort of crystallizes what I would like to see crystallized. Over the next 29, yeah. Well, we got to figure out what your plan is. Like, you've got too many people who you're like, well, we could look to him, and we could look to him, and we could look to him. All right, well, fine. So let's de- let's declare. Who are you looking to? And, and, and maybe even though we've moved out of this whole Wiggins and Kaminga can't play together thing, we've moved out of it momentarily, but I don't know that we've moved out of that long term. I really don't. You know, if you are going to re-sign Clay, and Clay's going to want to do his thing, and you're going to want Pajemski to grow, and Steph is Steph. So, all right, now are you going to be like Wiggins? You can be your 18 point per night guy, and Kaminga, you could be your 20. I don't. There's not room. There isn't yeah. room. You kind of need to declare. And right now, though, this is who the Warriors have been all year. It's different every night. Now you're starting. Now you're finishing. Now you're scoring 20. Now you're scoring 20. Now you're off the bench scoring 35. It's kind of haphazard and all over the place, which Steve would come on here and say is a great problem to have, but sometimes that doesn't change that it is still a problem. Like, I don't think that that's what you want next year to look like. Well, we got a different closing five every night. Right. They were never good when they had that. And different starting fives. Yeah. And for me, the most interesting piece of that is the Wiggins question because we, when he was at his absolute best with the Warriors, you won a championship. And since then... He's been more bad than good, yet I don't know what the market would be to to trade him in the offseason. He's got three more years in his deal. Playing better. He is playing better. And maybe Draymond's the guy who unlocks him and Kaminga playing together, but you make a good point about minutes and shots and availability. You start to run out of all that. The Warriors have Steph. And then after that, they kind of start falling into um, – in a form, follow me here, there's a little bit of what everybody's angry about with the Giants. I was, knew you were going to go there. It is. No, you're not wrong. It's like, well, who who, who are we counting on today? Oh, who's he's pitching? not even in the lineup. <laughs> exactly. Right, who's pitching? Wait, I went to the bathroom. Did you take him out? Wait, you pinch hit for him in the third? Like, it, it, there's a little bit of that, and I don't think that that works in sports. You, you want to count on something. Right. The Warriors have it way better because they have they have a one. 
Um, and and but they got a bunch of guys capable of being twos and threes, but it's different every night. And I think coaches sometimes talk about that like it's a good thing, and it's not always a good thing. Well, it's a good thing when you've got three or four or five guys all playing well at the same time, and they're all fighting to see who the two is. But unfortunately for this team, too often this year it's been well, God, Clay is Clay is clanking, Wiggins is non-existent. Draymond punched another person, so he can't play. And now you're left with, well, is it going to be a, a gee game? Huh. Are we going with Quinones? Well, what are we doing here for and, players 8, and, 9, and 10? And then when they all start playing well, though, then... then it's a different problem, yeah. Like, then they all want to be the two. And now you got four guys who are like, I'm the two. I'm going to call shams if you don't put me in the game. It's not easy. Um, Jonathan in the city. Hey, Jonathan, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What's up? How's it going, guys? I just want to say, man, for me, their season rests on two players. Clay Thompson, is he going to embrace his new role and be the best sixth man he could ever be? Is Andrew Wiggins going to be aggressive for the most part, more often than not? If they could do that, if they can limit their turnovers to about half of what their average used to be because they don't have that uh, margin for error anymore, and if they could group rebound, we already know they got a strong bench. And a lot of their young guys, especially for Gen C, they're ready to play now. So if they could do that, I'd give them a, you know, a better than puncher's chance uh, heading to the playoffs. Because we all saw what happened in 2022, and it's just a year and a half away. But it's a lot of things that needs to fall in their favor. But, hey, we're Warriors fans, and we're going to be, you know, watching no matter what. Go Warriors. Yeah, Jonathan, I think that's well said. Like, I, I, this is going to sound all campy and stupid, but I I just want to go to the playoffs and have a good time. I'm really and and yes, there will be intensity. I will make popcorn. We'll do all of that, but I'm not harboring this idea of a championship being the measuring stick. I want it to last as long as it can last. I want them to go as far as they can go. But I do have in the back of my mind, and when it's over, what are you left with? What 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 information are you left with? And is there a path to a plan? Like some of these guys, it's funny. They start playing well, and you're like, well, that's actually not a good thing. Like, think about it now. What if Clay Thompson does unload a bunch of 30-point games from here on out? Well, then don't, he's gonna play for someone else next year. Yeah, don't act like you're all like, well, then yay. No, don't do that. You've been calling him Clank Thompson for six months. I see it every time you put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So don't tell me that you want him to play well. Because if he does, then the Warriors are going to have to give him $30 million a year. And he won't stay because they can't afford to give him $30 million a year. But if he plays poorly and he continues to shoot erratically, <laughs> then you don't want him either. And I mean, the But Warriors maybe you fans, can get him for $15 Exactly. Mil. So that's why it's interesting for me over the last 29 about Clay as the sixth man, if he continues to come off the bench, and I know that the plan is for him to do that again tonight. For now, yeah. Maybe that's the plan going forward, and if he starts to thrive in that role, then what do you do about Clay for next year? There are so many, and this to me is what the next 29 games are about. Sure, and we've said it all year. There's the game, and who wins? That's fun, but the game within the game, every individual what they do, how that sets them up, what does that mean for next year? Kaminga, Clay, Wiggins, Pajemski. I mean, even Draymond to a certain degree. 
Mo- Moody, GP2. There's pretty much only two people I already know what the hell's going on. Steph Curry and Chris Paul. One of them's the one, and the other one's gone. Yeah. That's it. Um, if you haven't already, we invite you to subscribe to Willard and Dibs and the free Odyssey app, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We also invite you to uh, subscribe and check out all the other 95.7 The Game content, especially our special guest. Anthony Slater was on the morning roast. Really good for you Warrior fans. So go check it out. We'll keep going with your phone calls and uh, and keep talking this on out as the Warriors play the Lakers in three hours right here on Willard and Dibs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I'm about to be a bleep starter. I'm going to be a bloop starter. You won't. Yeah, well, I'm just going to ask a question. A little, little poke poke here. Um, we brought it up earlier, but um, let's talk it out for a second, and then uh, we'll go to the phones. Kevin, hang right where you are. You can be first up. So, quote in the Baxter Holmes article, and if you missed Baxter Holmes with us of ESPN, huge feature article about the Warriors' dynasty and future. It's on ESPN.com. More importantly, we talked directly to Bask- uh, Baxter and asked all the questions. We held his feet to the fire. And um, you can check that out on the Odyssey app or YouTube, um, wherever you find your podcast. It is all there. In the article, Joe Lacob says, we will never bottom out. And we have a, quote, ace in the hole. And it is this, quote, we are the Golden State Warriors. I believe in the culture. I believe that word gets out. I could go on and on. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying that's who we are. So I get that the different culture exists both with the organizations and within the sport. But to me, it is endlessly fascinating that here in 2024, we have got two professional franchises here in this city that literally play like a a par five from each other. 
And one of them is like, dude, our ace in the hole is that <laughs> we can go get anyone we want because we're amazing. And the other one is like, we'd sign free agents, but San Francisco, am right. I right? We what can't we, get anybody. What do we do? Because we play here in San Francisco. What do we... What are we supposed to do with that as fans? And Baxter said to us about an hour and a half ago, players love coming here and they love playing in San Francisco. <laughs> and that, that caught me a little bit it's crazy, off guard. Right, like, right. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? And yet baseball players somehow don't love playing here. Buster Posey was told by unnamed other players that they don't want to play here because of San Francisco. And it's been confirmed by players in the league. Right. Austin Slater, Logan Webb, these people have been like, it's, they're not lying. There is that. And I get that it's baseball versus basketball, but don't forget that Charles Barkley was on national TV 48 hours ago uh, saying that, that, that this city is overrun by, uh, was it homeless criminals? Right. Is that what he called it? Yep. Homeless criminals. Like, the whole idea, quite frankly, is a little odd to me. Uh, from this perspective, let's even say, okay, you're a baseball player. Um, I don't want to get political, but y- y- okay, you grew up in Florida, whatever. You're a white guy, and you think San Francisco is just a big old cesspool. All right, fine. That's what you think. That is going to shade your ability and desire to play to play baseball here. Like, I, I've never understood this because there's nothing about these players that suggests, like, I don't know, man, have you ever encountered a professional athlete just be bopping down market? Have you ever seen that in your 55 years man, living in this market? Uh, Other than when they're on the top of a double-decker bus. Yeah, not maybe not market. Like, dude, seen him, I saw Manu Ginobili uh, south of market a few years back. You did, which uh, you see him, it's like, damn, was he lost? No, no, he's getting a little breakfast. Okay, he was, you know, they were staying at that hotel that's down there, yeah. just south of market, and he was getting a little brekkie. That's great. He's like, hey, what's up, Manu? What's up, Manu? I was like, damn, Manu, you're a lot Manu. taller than I yeah. thought. Because you know, you, like yeah. the shorter players in the NBA, totally. they look tiny. They, lo- they look shorter, and then you see them. It's like, dude, you're like you're six you're legit five. six. You're five. six five. If I had other right. people who were six five in my right. life, I'm like my God, you're tall. Yeah, I do think that's uh, interesting, though, about the San Francisco part of this, and you know whether or not Joe Lacob is right, and he talks about the culture, and that's where I have to to stop. And Baxter said this as well: the culture is Steph Curry mm-hmm. currently. Well, when Steph is gone, is the Golden State Warriors still going to be a top attraction? Is the culture still going to be the culture? If Steve Kerr is gone, and Steph is gone, and Draymond's gone, and Clay is gone, is the culture still the culture? I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't know. That's my concern. When I said earlier today that Joe Lacob's ego concerns me, I don't mean that in a personal way. And again... Arrogance doesn't bother me, and yes, he's amazeballs. That's not like that's not my point. My point is, is that I don't maybe share his absolutely omnipresent confidence that this is just never going to dip because he's here. Like I don't, I don't share that. I hope he's right, and he might be right. I don't have this great reason to doubt him, but I don't have a great reason to believe him either because if you really want to boil it down, Joe's been amazing at his job. 
But if you ask yourself, if the last 12 years of Warrior basketball, if you like, if I said, okay, what's the number one reason right. why they were good the last 12 years? None of you were like, because Joe Lacob's ownership. No. No. That would be further down the list. Further, but it's on there. It's on there. It's on there. It's on there. I do think somewhere that, below Steph Curry. Well, yeah. Somewhere below, below that. Clay and KD yeah. and Draymond All and of them. Steve Kerr yeah. and, you know. Mike Brown and Ron Adams and all the rest of the of the real solid contributors, but I will give him this much credit. He has built an organization, and maybe that's what he's talking about culture-wise. The organization is an organization of all, winning. All class. All class. They're all class. Beautiful we know building. That. Yes, they are Forget all class. Forget the on-court championships for just a minute and just think about the Warriors brand. And the brand is built in large part by the winning and Steph and all the other people we just named. But the brand itself has been what the the valuation is about ten times what he paid for it or more. They they are a top ten brand in sports. In fact, I think I read yesterday they are number two behind the Dallas Cowboys in valuation. Valuation, yeah, in all 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 sports. of American sports, all of them. Right. And that's crazy. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's absurd. In part because he built a great organization. They're worth more than the Yankees. Yeah. Duh. Ow. Yeah. Jesus, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, nobody takes any credit uh. away. But I don't know. I don't know. You so know? what's the culture after? I mean, after the culture Steph's after done. Steph and Steve and after this group. And by this group, I mean, you know, the veteran, the core. Yeah. Steph's got two more years after this one. Maybe he decides, I'm good. I'm done. And Steve signs a two-year deal, and Draymond's done, and Clay goes elsewhere. Yeah. What's the culture then? I don't know, because if you think about it, it's like, um, you know, where do players want to go? Well, they want to go to big markets. All right? Is it a big market? Sure. Of course it is. But why do players want to go to big markets? They want exposure. They want other opportunities to come out of that. Does that happen here? Sure, but it's more like techie and 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 you know like Iguadala, like business stuff. It's not Hollywood. It's not New York. And and are the Warriors on TNT every other night? If if those players aren't playing here anymore, and 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 you're ticketed for being a thirty nine and forty three team, like are Kenny and Chuck and Shaq talking about you all the time? Mm, probably not. I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't they think have that's 29 national TV games this year, I think. Right. right. Like, that's not the brand. <laughs> that's the player. That's the, you know, so. Right. Yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder. But yeah, Baxter Holmes, ESPN, joined us earlier. He wrote the article. Here's what he said about that portion of the conversation he had with Joe Lacob. You know, he doesn't ever want the Warriors to bottom out. He does not have the appetite for that, for just being at the bottom of the standings and you're aiming top picks. And But he believes as strongly as, and he calls this his ace in the hole, that if it comes to it, that the, and the Warriors need to go the route of, of you know, going after star free agents, that the, the arena, the market, the culture, that, you know, and their willingness to spend and all of that is what is going to help separate them. Um, and so free agency and getting star free agents was something that he very much believes in. I mean, that's great to hear. I do, too. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a big believer in good players. Get them. Yes. That's my philosophy, too. Um, that's been the Giants' problem. So I just found that whole thing very, very interesting um, because, uh, sure, if you're a visiting player and you're at a team hotel 
and it's in downtown and you're like, I'm not digging this area. Okay. Uh, okay. Fine. The funny thing is, is you will have potentially less of that if you actually played here because the giants all live in Lafayette. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you've cruised around the streets of Lafayette recently. Oh, all the time. Kind of clean and okay. Not a whole lot going on there that, that, that looks bad. That's where they all live. So why am I, why do I like, right? We'd like you to be the right fielder for the San Francisco Giants. Wow. <laughs> but Market Street. Really? You can play right field for the Giants and never go there if you want. Right. And if you do end up there, it means you won the World Series. That's probably the last time that uh, Steph or any of those guys was on Market Street. No doubt. You know? No doubt. Steph coming up from Atherton, going right to the arena. Clay boats in from Tiburon for crying out loud. You know? Exactly. It's the best. Ex- <laughs> boats in from Tiburon. I mean, he, right. he docks his boat somewhere right. and probably hop, skip it a jump over to the arena, <laughs> hoist some jumpers, and get back on my boat and go home. It's Sauntering just, over to the arena, being like, I'm stopped. I should still be starting. Yeah. I should still, I should be finishing. Yeah. You do have a little bit of the clay the, bounce. Got that that, was like, good. Yeah. Like clay, clay walks with his shoulders, right? That oh, bounce was oh, good. Yeah. You can only see it on YouTube and Twitch. But anyway, what's up? Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and Flaz. That was funny. I laughed because <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. Oh, they got to defer 12 <laughs> runs. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you not thinking what's funny is funny is funny. Yeah. How about that? I like that. There you go. I'm a little confused. Let's go to Kevin so I can <laughs> write that down and do the math on it. What is going on here? Uh, hi, Kevin. What are you doing? Man, you guys are on a roll. Okay, Willard. Well, don't mess it up there. are hitting on... Hey, I won't. Okay. Listen. Yes. Willard, you're on a roll today. You are hitting on all cylinders regarding a different lineup every night. What is Steve doing? Listen. Kaminga... The last two games, he's not playing them like he used to. He's, Steve has changed it. He's bringing in GP. He's taking the, the flow that he had before. When Draymond said, I think the best thing, I'm sure you guys heard it, when Draymond said the best thing, I hate to say it like this, but Kaminga developed when I was gone. Well, that little strategy is fading the last two games. And I hate to say it, guys, yeah. if he plays, if Steve plays the lineup, the same way that he's done, experimenting. I mean, Willard, you hit it on point, bro. Like, you are on point today. I don't know what happened, but you're on point today. Yeah, I, I had a different breakfast. <laughs> I had pancakes for breakfast, Kevin. I usually go protein and veggies, but I had pancakes. Well, hey, but listen, I'm not calling as a fan, bro. Like, my mom played pro ball. My, my son's coach athletes, uh, trained professional athletes. I just got back from the NFL. Um, Super Bowl, talking about mental wellness and athletes. I'm just calling to say, bro, you're on point. I hate that this happened. We finally got a little chemistry, and Steve is tinkering again. You know he's the best tinkerer. He's the smartest guy in the room, well, and he's tinkering again. So. Kevin, Kevin, here, here's how I would respond to this, and, and thank you so much, my man. I like, yeah, Yes, there's some tinkering. I would argue that's inevitable. So this is kind of, that's at the core of, of how I often, not always, but often feel about Steve Kerr, lineup changes, and criticism. This particular group is impossible to predict. 
and you're asking Steve Kerr to know what's going to happen next. Now, he's referencing Kaminga's last few games. I told you, he's averaging 19 a game here in February, but his last three games, 14, 13, 13. But that game against the Clippers where he only scored 13, he scored played 35 minutes. He got his minutes, and he didn't do a whole lot with them. Um, this particular group, think about what you're asking Steve to do. Steve, I'd like you to know right. what Andrew Wiggins is going to do. I'd like you to predict Draymond Green's behavior. I'd like you to know Clay's mental wellness that night. I'd like you to be aware before it happens, Kaminga's engagement. I mean, good luck. Wiggins is the one you can pretty much write in in Sharpie what he's going to give you. Not really. He's been good again. You can't take shots right. at him now. He's been all right. But this is the best he's been in a year. Well, I mean, it that's is. sad. It, it, call it sad, but but also true. Ten points against the Clippers in, in the loss. 30 minutes, 4 of 10, 10 points, K-Wig. Mm, okay, that's one game. Yeah, I, I know. You we could we could cherry pick all kinds yeah, of games. The, the game like he's averaging, I, I get it. He's averaging twelve point six in 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 February, um, but that started off with you know there was a two point game against the Hawks where he only got nineteen minutes. Yeah. After that, 21, 11, 12, 17, 10, 19. You know, it's still not super uber consistent, but it's right. been a lot better. It's been a lot better. The biggest issue has been the availability and. To your point about, you know, Steve Kerr, how's he supposed to know when guys are going to play well and when they're not? Normally, you would have your mainstays, Steph, Clay, Dre, Kavon. You would know that these guys all are going to play and give you exactly what you expect. But out of that group, it's really only been Steph and Draymond since he's come back that you can bank on. 15 a night in his last six. Ooh. Yeah. 15 a night. 15 a night. Man. Wigs. That's Kaminga's season. Right, 15. It is. Yeah. Now, that's obviously taking the first two months into consideration when he did not get as many minutes. So I get that. Last month and a half, Kaminga's been a a 20-point-a-night guy. Um, But Wiggins has been better, right? Field goal percentage has been much better. He's been all right. Better than what he was in the beginning of the year, which was awful. Yes, absolutely. So he's been better than awful. I'll give you that. Um, Correct. Correct. Hip, hip, hooray. For the former number one overall. North of market and north of awful. Right. Okay. Got breaking news. GP2 is out tonight. Okay. He's sick. So no GP2 for the Warriors against the Lakers. So the Lakers have no LeBron, but it's all even Steven because the Warriors don't have GP2. Yep. It all all bounces right Both missing a guy. Just a guy. Both missing a guy. Any word on when Chris Paul's coming back? Are we a week away or you know I, I don't, where I don't, are we in the ramp up? I don't have a I don't have a okay. night when he's ready. I do have a concern. Not I don't have an answer. I have a and concern. And the concern is not with him playing, it's who doesn't get to play. All right. We're gonna go to the mayor of hoops in Cleveland, but but ponder this for a second. And the then, actual mayor? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. But ponder this. Give me one good reason why Chris Paul would play significant minutes the remainder of the year. Because he's really good at basketball. Okay. He's a he's the point god, and he stabilizes your second unit on offense. He does? Yeah. Are you sure? 
Well, I mean, when, that's what I think. One of the Warriors played their best this year, with or without him. Well, they haven't had him for a long time. Fair, but both with and without him. Really? Yeah. I would. Ar- he played. He's played thirty-two games this year. Okay. How many has he not played then? He's not played twenty-five. Okay. No, no, they've played fifty-three, so he's not played twenty-one. Okay. I, I mean, I would argue their best basketball has been the last three weeks without him. I would argue that Brandon Pajemski is a different player than he was when Chris got hurt. I would argue that he is more effective at more things than Chris Paul. I would argue that the remaining 29 games are both about the remainder of this year and about setting things up for next year. And if we care about the youth of this team, and I would also argue Chris Paul has zero chance of being a part of this team next year, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Again, I'm not saying just give him DNPs, but give me one good reason why Chris would play significant closing minutes for this team the rest of the way. Because you want to win games, and you feel like he's a guy who can help you win games, Mm. tight games, down the stretch. What's been their biggest problem this year as a team? I know you're going to say turnovers. but No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, well, closing. Yes, closing. Thank you. Closing. Blowing big leads and closing out games. Which they were doing when he was playing also. They're 16-16 and when he plays. So they're basically the same team with him, the same team without him. And you could do that with almost every player. That's true. Record with, record without. I just think about having a stabilizing force, one of the best point guards of all time, on the court when you have these leads. Yeah. I can't help but think that his, his veteran presence would help them in some of these spots. I just feel like he was on the court at the end for a lot of those games and it didn't, it didn't do a damn thing. And I also, this is circumstantial. Like, if we look at the whole year, I get what you're saying, but this is circumstantial. You've reached a time where Pajemski is a better player, and you've got 29 games to go, and you're both trying to win, but you're also, we all admit, trying to set things up for the future that Chris Paul's not a part of. So, what's 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 the, like, if Pajemski starts turning the ball all over, all over the place, sure. Sure, but he's a better option. He's a better player. He's a younger player. He's more important to the future, and he doesn't turn it over either. Well, he'll be definitely a part of the future. Rebounder. And he's a better rebounder. Which that will be one to watch, though, With uh, when he gets healthy. What does Steve Kerr do down the stretch? Yeah. Because the fans, and I'm hearing you say, you want pods in there in crunch time. I want pods. What does Steve Kerr do when it comes to nut crunching time and these really big spots? He leans on the veterans. He does. He does. Although less so, some sometimes out of uh, necessity, uh, out yep. of necessity, yep. but uh, but less so in uh, in the last couple of months. All right, the mayor of Hoops is in Cleveland. Um, hey, mayor, how much did you win that election by? Good evening. Um, the reason I'm calling first before I get to what I want to talk about is that I am known in this northeastern Ohio as the mayor of Hoops, and that was given to me by a local. Uh, if you know who Michael Ray guy is, he does Mac t- uh, football, and he's also done Baltimore. He was the voice of the Baltimore Orioles for yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, big fan. Okay, so I have some credibility here. First of all, no I, doubt. second of all, what I want to say is people wait in this neck of the woods to what I have to say. Okay, okay. I've been watching the NBA. I've been watching the NBA for over fifty years. Are you just going to give us your resume, or are you going to have a point at some point? No, I have a point. Right. I heard the comments made by your owner today. Well, he hasn't made any today, but go ahead. What did he do? Uh, he said that he'll never bottom out. Yeah, that's in an article that, that did come out today, correct? Yeah, and 
I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he really understands. As long as he is owned an NBA team, that not everybody stays at the top. You guys are in the nine or ten spot. It's happening right now. And when your big three or whatever leave or retire, okay, people today, even our our, our superstar here in Cleveland has said they want to play where they can win. And you're not going to have guys that you can win with. And another thing is, you guys have missed something in the NBA. And the small ball era of the NBA is done. Oh, man. The big man is back. And you don't have anybody. Jeez, man. You have nobody. Because Steve Kerr doesn't know how to, how to coach big players because everyone you had left or they got let go. I, I, I'm telling you guys something right now. Who did? The, who were the? Who were the big people? Who were the good big people who left or were let go from the Warriors? You had a number of guys. The guy that you drafted Wiseman, you couldn't develop him either. Right. Yeah. Because he's good, and he's that, tearing it up in, yeah. the, in the Motor City. He, he's right, crushing Mayor? it on the Pistons bench. He's playing, he's playing on the worst team in the NBA. Right. Right. And he's, right, he right, can't right. get minutes oh, well, on the worst team hold in the on, association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. change your, your... No, he's not playing, actually, for the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> Mayor. <laughs> they have great big here in Cleveland. We beat you guys two, two games this year. Woo! Yeah, you did. <laughs> How's that one title working out for you, Mayor? We, hey, we, hey, we have one. Hey. You guys, I said you guys have had a great run. But the NBA is changing. Yeah. And the big man is back. Well, there is a listen. Okay, Mayor, thank you. You're you're amazing. This is that what we just... needed—a pro Evan Mobley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Backstreet right Boys are also back. Well, listen. Mayor. You got Carl Anthony Towns as the one seed. You got Jokic as the three seed and the defending champ. Yeah. The Sixers are done. Why? Because Embiid is out. Chet Holmgren's on the two seed. There you go. He's a big guy. He's right. I mean, Boston. Zubats is on yeah, the Clippers. Boston, Boston doesn't have big man. Zubats. Wemby, yeah. the future. Wemby. Wemby, the lots of losses on that team. Yeah. No, listen, he's got, there, there's a point somewhere in there. It was delivered in a hysterical sort of he's way. He's got a phone, and he made a call, well, and made a point. I was, You know, I really wanted I him. I played this game, I've coached this game. I was damn thinking right. about that you very guy. Right. That's so good. And so Grady. is everybody he's it's ever met, so too. Good. Yeah, no, there's no good warrior big man that, that you know, that's not, not Steve Kerr's fault. I mean, James Wiseman can't play. Why can't we just say that? He can't play. So, um, as far as the game changing and whether or not the Warriors will have good players in two or three years, and is this already happening, bottoming out? Yeah, we can respond to that coming up next, and we'll keep going with your calls. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, whether it in dips. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I have some credibility here. People wait in this neck of the woods to what I have to say. I've been watching the NBA for over 50 years. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Well, people in that neck of the woods are waiting to listen to you. People in this neck of the woods, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. A little different. All right, glad you're with us tonight. Uh, Willard and Dibs. Willie and Dibby. And uh, we're taking your phone calls. Hey, uh, we've mentioned that Anthony Slater visit with the Morning Roast a couple times. But there's a couple of little uh, zingers in there that we haven't played yet. Okay. And you all should hear it. Because people in this neck of the woods, they sit around and wait for what Anthony Slater says. He's got some credibility in this town, Dibs. Yeah, maybe not in Northeast Ohio, but definitely here. Deal for Steve Kerr? Dr. Holmes did say that it came up with Joe Lake. I've been Joe kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Deal's coming up. Um, Anthony Slater, does he expect the deal to be done for Steve Kerr? You know, Steve Kerr, the money's not taxed. It, you know, as long as both sides want to be around, everything Steve Kerr said is he wants to coach long-term. Every time I've talked to him on or off the record, he's very motivated to continue coaching the Warriors. And, you know, Joe Lacob has only said and, and shown that he that he does want Steve Kerr here long-term. So I think they'll come to an agreement. It's just about a, a dollar amount eventually. Okay. And, and Steve has indicated that as well. I do find that to be, I don't want to use the word unsatisfying. It's a curious answer slash reason to me. Um, I get it. Billionaires don't want to spend money just because they have it. But as Anthony said, this is not taxed. It doesn't go to the cap. This right. is just money. And it's Steve Kerr, and it's four rings. And I just, I don't know. I have the hardest time buying that this, like we're trying to squeeze each other for dollars here. Like if Steve wants to be, and I know this will bother some of you, if he wants to be the top paid coach in the game, he should be. He should be. Why not? Yeah, maybe Joe doesn't want to pay the top of the market money oh, to Steve Kerr. But Steve's earned that. You sure. can't you can't cruise around if you're Joe Lacob and be like, "Well, I mean, we're the Golden State Warriors, and we have built this credibility, and we have built this brand, and we are amazing, and we think people want to be here." And oh, by the way, the head coach who won four rings and helped build this whole thing. Eh, I think he should be maybe seventh. Right, right. Like, what are we doing here? There's a, a, 12 million, 14 million, whatever. Right. Deadline spur action, as sure. you know, and you're in the middle of a season, so I don't even know how much negotiating is going on. Steve's focusing on the task at hand, which is trying to get into the playoffs and trying to win a championship. And Steve mentioned to us before that his people are talking to their people, so it's nothing that he's even directly involved with as far as you know he and joe lacob sitting down and hammering out a deal it does seem though based on what baxter holmes said and then anthony slater there that steve is going to be the coach again next year here is what baxter holmes said about the whole thing he did mention to me this was in the piece but that he expects a deal to get done very soon steve's been in the nba a long time he understands how you know that the grass isn't always greener he loves working for the warriors loves the partnership with steph and whatnot you know joe made the remark to me 
he said, you know, we're entering into kind of an interesting position, you know, potentially like, you know, we're building over, you know, at some point in time, you know, not really sure, not really sure what that looks like. And Steve has to decide how, you know, if he wants to be part of that. And if you want, if, 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 you know, if the direction that we go, like how much that factors into his decision. But my understanding is I expect a deal to get done soon. Joe said that to me. I've heard that from other people kind of close to the matter. You know, I, I'd be very, I, I don't, and I've also heard this, that like Steve understands that Joe is the kind of guy like, you know, the he'll st- you, you'll get a new deal when your current deal is done. Like that's just, that's kind of how he operates. So it's not unusual to work on an expiring deal under Joe. Um, and I'm told that Steve's fine with that. Um, so we're getting the same message from every single direction, right? Well, that, that (laughs) one, a deal, expecting a deal to be done soon. That that's interesting because you're down to about eight weeks in the regular season. So do you hammer out a deal before the year ends or do you wait for the the year to end and then announce a deal? I do think the timing of this is, I guess it's not that pertinent, but if you go out today and you lose 138 to 91, and then tomorrow morning, hey, Steve Kerr's got an extension, that probably wouldn't play as well as if you announced a deal after a victory. Right, but, I, I mean, in the same soundbite, he's also saying that Joe Lacob is the type that's like, you get a deal when your other deal is done. Right. Your other deal's not done yet. Joe Lacob is in information-gathering mode. Big time, aren't we all? Of course, right? always. Like, are, okay, these last 29 games, are you good? Are you bad? Are you somewhere in between? And, and and individually, Clay, are you good? Are you bad? Are you somewhere in between? Kaminga, good, bad, somewhere in between? Same for Steve Kerr, I guess. Um, I don't think it means that the Warriors are going to suddenly just launch into a new search for a new coach, but based on what the Warriors' situation is at the end of the year, that could certainly affect what everybody wants to do going forward or or could shade the way that a new deal looks. Is it a two-year deal? Is it a five-year right. deal? I pff, Right, I think that'll give you fifteen million a year, or if you you end up with uh, you know ten and nineteen over the last twenty nine, does that cost Steve Kerr money on the deal? I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it costs Steve Kerr his motivation. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like no. He says no. And Baxter said, uh, you know, Joe Lacob expects a deal to be done soon. Yeah, soon is soon soon to me is is a couple weeks. Soon is not. (laughs) You know, we get into the summer. Yeah. Um, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Let's. Uh, we got something else we want to play for you from Anthony, but we we'll do it in a sec. Let's go to Mike in Hayward. Hi, Mike. You're on with Willard and Dibs. Hey, how you guys? I'd like to conversation. I would just like to say that uh, I think what I'm seeing in the words right now, I, I like it. I like Pacinski. I like Kaminga. I think that's what they. I think Curtis found out these guys can play with Steph. Right, and they're learning real fast. And, and and Chris Paul, he ain't getting too many minutes, man. This, I don't think he's getting too many minutes unless Pazinski starts messing up. Right, that guy Pazinski, they got they got they got him and Kaminga. I don't know any other NBA teams got two young guys like that that's playing at that level right now. I don't know who who that might be. Right, there might be a few teams, but I think they got something going on. If it's not this year, next year for sure. I think they got something really fundamental they can build on with the guys they got left. And Clay coming off the bench. What's the big deal? Hey, you know, maybe his legs aren't as good as they are. I don't know, but all I know is that if he makes, if, if he pulls this off with Kerr, they're gonna be talking about how brilliant Kerr is. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Okay, My- <laughs> <laughs> I have to apologize to Mike. I have to apologize to him. I got completely railroaded by from listening. I, I heard everything he said, but I got distracted. 
Because of the pronunciation. Because he called him Pazinski. Pazinski. Yeah. We Add have, to the it's list. It's been a minute since we've gotten another addition to our family of mispronunciation sensations. That's a buck. Kid. Yeah. Pazemski. Pazinski. That's a good one. Pazinski. And he hit. There were three of them in there. There were three Pazinskis in there. Mike, welcome to the family. Glad to have you on board. You have been forever minted. Yes. By 95.7 The Game and Mark Grandy. The majority of his call was centered around uh, Steve the, the Poughkeepsie great. kid yeah. <laughs> and, and Kaminga having young core pieces to build around for the future. Yes, and that Chris Paul's not going to play too many minutes, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, and again, this is another nod to what I'm talking about with regard to Steve Kerr. And this isn't just to have this blanket snuggy around people like Steve Kerr and Kyle Shanahan. Oh, here we go, defending the coach again. But listen, I think you're doing yourself a disservice with with Warrior Takes, not you, Dibs. You're doing yourself a disservice with Warrior Takes if you want to act like the hand that Steve has been dealt this year is just something that you can just play. Yeah. Come on, coach. I keep losing all these close games. Well, what in the hell am I supposed to do every night? Who do you want me to play? These are all giving me a list of 11 people and yelling at me to, to, to play them for more minutes. And some of them are a, a, a handful of players that are not to be relied on yet. Kaminga, we didn't know if you could rely on him. You still kind of scratch your head a little bit. Like, are you really ready to do this every night? Chris Paul, are you healthy? Are you 40? Like, Andrew Wiggins, are you in there? Right. Clay Thompson, are you okay? You look very angry and unsettled right now. Yet, all of you have the ability to uncork 30 at any moment. And you all are just like, dude, make all the right calls. Yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, it's so hard. Just play the good guys and it's, bench the bad ones. It's so, End of coaching it's clinic. So This year's been difficult, for sure. Thank you. It's been I'm difficult. Not, not saying he's perfect. He's been the first to step forward and be like, mess that up, screw that up over there. Right, but just, And he's had to do things this year it. that he hasn't had to do in the past. Because in the past, it was, all right, Steph, Clay, and Dre, and... You know, we'll go Wiggins and Looney. Boom. There's my five. Looney. And I've got Jeez. three or four guys on the bench who I can trust and I can rely on. And then, you know, everyone talking about uh, Lamb and Jerome. Uh, he was married to Lamb and Jerome. He should have been playing the young guys. Well, Steve thought that those guys were going to help him in, in the near term. And turns out they did at times. And then they didn't. And that's the way that went. So when you're trying to play nine and ten guys and you have a roster where you only feel like six or seven are playable – you're going to end up playing guys that even Steve probably didn't want to play. Well, I mean, look, the bottom. did you want to win the Sacramento series or not? Big time. Okay. So I'm sorry. If Kaminga's going to stand there and watch rebounds fly over his head, then yes, I'd rather have Anthony Lamb. I, I, I don't care that he's not a very good basketball player. Was he playing overseas now or something? Where did he go? Sounds about right. He went somewhere. You talk, I'll Google. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. he the, the, Like, Kaminga's got more talent than his Pinky He's playing finger. in New Zealand. There you go. For the Breakers. Okay. Kaminga's got more talent than his pinky finger. No doubt about it. 
It doesn't matter, though, if you stand there and watch rebounds fly over your head. It doesn't matter. So I'd get mad about people like Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb if there was an alternative that was sitting there that was amazing. Right. But there wasn't then. And this year, he kind of has the opposite challenge. Last year, you got into that Lakers series, and there were about six and a half guys you could play. Moses Moody was that half. Yeah. And the rest of it was, oh, God, I got to play somebody. I don't want to play him. Can't play you. You don't try. You're no good. This year, he's got 11 or 12 when healthy. And I was just reading reports. Chris Paul uh, practiced five on five, and Steve Kerr said he's close. So you might get CP3 tomorrow night, big boy, when you're out there with the whole uh, fam, Damley. I don't listen. Listen, I, I don't, no, you're down on him. Uh, that's the wrong way to say it. You were da- you were really down on him early. Well, I've never. Then been, you came around I've a little n- bit. Not really. And I now tolerated. You're back out. I've never been excited about Chris Paul being a warrior. You but- hate him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It doesn't trying to get you to laugh. It doesn't get Laughter's me. Free. He can yeah, he can whatever. It's hey Dub Nation, it's Chris Paul. Thank you. It's just whatever. It really is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that bothers everybody. The whole thing to me has been a big fat whatever. I look at Chris Paul and I go, You got rid of Jordan Poole. So Welcome. Congrats. Okay. By the way, I got Jordan Poole breaking news for you. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HD1, San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 